Hey there, we're those sci-fi guys, and this is that those sci-fi guys show. Just two working dudes, different lives, different jobs, but a whole lot of love for science fiction and the fun that comes with. We are your hosts. I am P.S. McKay, coming to you live. Still dealing with COVID. Two weeks now. It's awesome. And I'm T.T. Caveman. And I'm the poster boy for still dealing with COVID. <laughs> you were the original. I'm that guy that they try to bring in, like that that spokesman that replaces the really expensive spokesman that you are, but he just doesn't catch uh, the, the popularity, and they have to get rid of him after about three weeks. You're Poochie. I'm Poochie. <laughs> my spaceship was destroyed on my way to the home planet. <laughs> Uh, so what's up, man? How are things treating you? Uh, things are okay. You know, been uh, out and about doing some stuff with the family this week. Uh, I actually had to open today so I could go and do uh, open house night at the school. It's that time of year. Mm. Meet the teachers. Yep. Advantage of being in your hometown is that you, you actually know some of the teachers. <laughs> You're <laughs> a townie. Disadvantage, not sure yet, but You're a townie now. Oh I'm I'm more of a prodigal son type. I oh, go that's what you call it. I'm home. <laughs> prodigal son has finally arrived home. <laughs> yeah. You you never cease to uh, you never cease to be able to deflect really well. <laughs> it just it's just it just it, it comes right at you and you're like bing. bing. You realize I had to spend a, 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 my entire adult life dodging things coming right at me, right? Oh, I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> so, but deflection that's that's an art form. <laughs> I also watch a lot of Shark Week where they teach you how to like move sharks that get into clothes without getting your hand chopped off. Mm. Yummy. Mm. So I apologize. Uh, my phone has buzzed a lot uh, because I have a lot of the uh, sports apps that give me <laughs> updates for the local sports teams. It was blowing up like it like all last night and into tonight because because all of a sudden reports came out that uh, the head coach of the Boston Celtics is um, was found out to be having an inappropriate relationship with a female staffer in the oh, organization. No. He's married. Oh. Of course. You know. Oh. This is... Uh, so it's the all day long. Is he going to be suspended? Well, we think he's going to be suspended. Well, how long? Will there be mm. fines? Are they going to fire him? What's the NBA going to do? What are the Celtics going to do? Who's going to fill in? I could literally couldn't get away from it. Every <laughs> 10 minutes, I was getting some sort of update. I actually turned off sports radio around here, which I generally tend to do. And at the end of this week, especially leading into a, a big uh, Yankee series with the Red Sox and then with the Pats home opener coming up I was looking forward to listening to it but it's all this and it's not that I don't like the Celtics I do but oh man this is just it piles on celebrities when they celebrities when they go down they go down hard <laughs> now 
here's the thing. If this were to be like the 90s and this happened, he would not be suspended, but she would. Yeah. <laughs> you know that would have happened. Oh, she would have gotten given, been given some hush money, booted out of the organization, or promoted really high. Yeah, yeah, she would, but she would have been the one that needed to make the life change. Because, you know, she's the harlot. Yeah. Which, of course, is terrible. It's awful. I, I mean, I, I, the way Monica Lewinsky was treated <sighs> by the media. Well, I mean, yeah, not great. Not, not great. at but all. Was, but, but here's the thing, though. She works in the White House. He's the president. She, she had to know he was married. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that they, that, you know, they should have ruined her life. Because that's not true. Although she's got a, a notoriety, tell all books, everything. She's made money off this. Um, but everybody knows her as the lady who blew Clinton. Uh. I mean, just imagine being her father and your family name is now synonymous with that. Lewinsky? Who? I'm Lewis. <laughs> she, nice to she meet gave you. Him, she gave him a Lewinsky. How awful. First of all, it's your daughter. Second of all, it, it was a very improper power power balance that never should have occurred. And, and third, I mean, she's a, she was so young. She Here's was so problem. young. His staff did a big disservice, too, because they knew he was fucking screwing around for years. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's well, stuff that everyone knew during the campaign, during the original campaign. Yeah, I mean, it was already it was already apparent when he was the governor of Arkansas. Arkansas so they shouldn't right? have hired a, a female, a young female anywhere near this guy. Yeah, but how do you do that during, you know, I, I mean, he wanted, he wanted females. Sir, He'll say look, no. Look at the optics, sir. Look at the optics. <laughs> oh, he thought about it. He thought about his optics all right. <laughs> do you mean I get to look at her through my sunglasses? Oh, oh my God. Whatever you say, sir. Yeah. So this, this took a turn for, um, I don't know. I would say this is a less political thing and more of a women's women's uh, women's rights situation. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, Celtics, they're screwed, huh? Yeah, they've had kind of a, an up and down offseason anyway. You know, they, <laughs> they lost the, they lost the lead to the Golden State Warriors in the finals. Uh, the finals. They've had some. Uh, You know, um, some trades involving some of their stars and some disgruntled stuff. And then, like, a week ago. It looks like he's suspended. Yeah. A week ago, one of the guys they picked up in the offseason to kind of help, you know, like a key contributor kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Tore his ACL. And he's, like, going to be out for a good chunk of the season. Oh, God. That poor guy. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. Uh needless to say, uh, you know, 
these uh, these Boston sports teams have had their scandals in the last 20 years. The whole videotape bullshit. I haven't heard Complete. shit from the from the Bruins though. Uh, they run a clean program. You know this. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. <laughs> it's hockey. There's nothing straight about hockey. <laughs> Their time will come, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, God. It's funny. I'm surprised that you have you allow for all those notifications because I had to stop uh, when I was following um, I, when I got notifications for USC news and stuff. I, I had to stop because sometimes I would watch the game on delay and I would hear nah, 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 talking about a new scoring change. And I, I just couldn't look at it. You know what's really cool for that? Silent mode. Yeah, well, this was back in like 2011. I just was like, forget it. Don't send me notifications. Vibrate in 2011. I know, but I just was like, I, I mean, I, I turn off all my notifications anyway for the sake of of sanity, except for like the the local police department and the notifications from the school board, because you know, we live in a crappy future right now. When it comes to school safety, we do not so. live in a crappy future. We live in a crappy present. No, that's true. Although, huh? You blew my mind, man. You blew my mind. Simple, simple temporal mechanics, my friend. <laughs> and in the words of, uh, in the words of the great O'Brien, I hate temporal mechanics. <laughs> So, anyway, we got a big game coming up this weekend, too, which is why I need to turn off the notifications as well. Oh, you mean against the Baltimore Dirtbags? Yeah, they're... Uh, well, yeah, when I say we, I was more talking about me with USC, but that's okay. Oh, you said you said me, <laughs> oh. I did say we, but I meant me. <laughs> Go Gamecocks, right? Yeah, yeah, those assholes. They're actually really trying to push the USC moniker right now. I'm like, no, we were first. We hey, were first. Lay off them cocks, man. No. And in fact, you know what? The worst part is we'll never play them in a game. We never will. The Trojans and the Gamecocks, oh, it'll never on. happen. It'll never happen. It'll never <laughs> happen. We already, we're already playing the Beavers this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> So, you figure, you uh, yeah. the Viagra Bowl, the game Cox versus, you know, Cox versus Trojans. Come on, you got to figure somebody, some marketing dude somewhere has pitched it. Our defense would smother the Cox. It would just smother. It would, their our defense would just like envelop their line completely. Just, just. I, I hear they, they have a very explosive offense, though. They they used to, but the problem is their defense is able to contain that that forward pass pretty well. Are you so, going to smother them or gobble them up? Um, a little column A, a little column B, maybe. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean they literally do have stuff that say "Go Cox" on them. I mean, 
I know. I know. 2022. I mean, we just want a whole group of disturbing double and triple entendre on the just talking <laughs> about the football game against teams with the same school initials. Yup. Yep. And, <laughs> and how old are we? And we still find it delightfully funny to talk about. Well, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it was pretty low-hanging fruit, dude. It wasn't hard. Of course it was. <laughs> we aim for all all heights in the fruit, so, so to speak. They're playing, they're playing um, Oregon State this weekend. Oregon State, yeah. Which OSU, is actually the, the, the other OSU. OSU. Yeah. Who's also orange and black. Don't forget Ohio State. The Ohio State. I was thinking of Oklahoma State. <laughs> but you're right, the, the Ohio Cow- State. The Cowboys. My cousin went to Oregon State. I, uh... Oh, did... Wait, really? What, Oregon State or Oklahoma State? Oregon State. Really? Mm-hmm. What brought what brought her out to Corvallis? I have no idea. Honestly. There's nothing there, dude. <laughs> about the point? No, I I don't I don't remember. There must have been something, I, but I must have forgot. I went to I went to one game in Oregon. It was at it was at University of Oregon in, in Eugene. We played the Ducks. State was gorgeous. It reminded me, it completely reminded me of, of New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was just so green and it was like a real fall day because it was late October and the leaves were, they hadn't started changing just yet, but they were about to. They were on the cusp of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, even though Eugene's right at about the same latitude as, as southern New England. Maybe even a little bit higher, but you know, with the Pacific Ocean and stuff, that changes things. So, but I, I loved it, and I would love to live in Oregon if it create people weren't just so crazy there. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, Californians are crazier. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want to jump out of the frying pan into the fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, look, man, I'd like to see more of the West Coast. My my only trips onto the West Coast were in training, so I was locked down. Oh yeah. Time. I got sent to Death Valley like three times and that sucked. Oh over to Fort Irwin, California. Oh cool. god. I went to Fort Lewis, Washington, which is not too far from the Seattle Tacoma area. But I was stuck I was trapped the whole time. And then mm-hmm. I, I went to Alaska, and I was trapped for training. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I've been to three states on the West Coast, but I never got to experience anything remotely, I, like, good there. I would – I everyone used to do it once. Um, my wife was just completely blown away when I brought her to New England for the first time. Um, because uh, basically you need to bring the family back east again for a visit. I know we're, we'll probably we're we're trying to work something out for next year. Just know it'll be tight, but people like you, okay? Yeah, I don't like me though. 
So how could other like people? Either, but I've been talking half <laughs> of the way. <laughs> well, yes. No, trust me. Like a, a trip is being kicked around. Um, but we also it'll be one of those trips though where we want to take the kids to Washington D.C., New York. Oh, so, so we're looking about like a European holiday. Almost, we're almost. Going to take an entire month, we'll travel to the United <laughs> States. We will go to D.C. We will go to New York. We will spit on all of you. <laughs> tons of money, and we will go back to. You know, after a month and go back to making wooden shoes or something. <laughs> something like that. I mean, I lit- quite literally might have to take like three weeks off in order to fit everything in. Because I can't go back to New England and not see everyone. I did that once. Mm-hmm. I, I, I missed out on one family group. Right? Not intentionally, by the way. It just It just happened. And it was just, it was in retrospect... It was very insensitive of me to not think about that, even though it was a completely innocent mistake. You know what I mean? But I I mean, anyway, so I mean, yeah, it's got to happen. We just got to figure it out because I haven't been back in seven years. Yeah. And, you know, things have changed. Things are are settled here. Obviously, um, not not to uh this is kind of uh raise your profile back home not you know back here if you're like oh that's great you know i've had people ask me about you you know once they knew we were doing the podcast so no really yeah i'm not that interesting i told them that but they didn't listen (laughs) (laughs) well done well done well done. <laughs> Hurts just a little hey, bit, hey, but not as. <laughs> Don Bot. I'm trying, but he's not making it easy. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a bender line. <laughs> Still hurts, but not as bad. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, what are we here to discuss tonight? Uh. Well. Since we're uh, running behind on the Marvel uh, stuff, um, we're, we're going to talk Love and Thunder. And, you know, this year there's been a lot of Marvel uh, projects that have come out. We've had how many series? We've had Moon Knight. We've had Ms. Marvel. We're in She-Hulk. So that's three. We've had Doctor Strange 2 and... Thor four, and then uh, there's more projects on the horizon. I mean, Disney's just cranking out stuff right now. What do you think of it so far? And we're going to talk about Thor in, in more detail and everything. But before we do, like, uh. Sorry, I'm getting blown up. It's it's popcorn season for Boy Scouts, so I'm like, we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to <laughs> coordinate who's doing boothing and stuff this weekend. So yeah, um, I get it. Um, we're 
my little ones and Girl Scouts, and it's not cookie season, but they're selling stuff. They're selling like yeah. candy and peanuts and stuff now, and magazine subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's that time. But what what do you think about the stuff that they've been putting out? I mean, we talked a little bit about Phase Four and how it feel how how it felt a little directionless. Well, early Phase Four seemed to, particularly with the shows, uh, the first year of shows was all people we knew. Right, you know, Vision. Phase Four was all uh, TV shows we knew or about characters we knew, but some of the movies were about characters we didn't know, like the Eternals. Shang-Chi. Although we did get, of course, Spider-Man. And, and Black Widow. Black Widow, which, come on, man. Come on, Black Widow. <laughs> that should have been, that should have been a follow-up to Captain America Civil War legitimately. She should have had a well, movie. Yeah, to I be get fair, it. he wasn't allowed to, he wasn't allowed to develop it because Ike Perlmutter was in charge up until like right after Civil War or right before. Well, that guy's a useless sack of crap. Oh, he was an asshole, uh, Ike Perlmutter. I mean, he knew how to budget a movie well, but he was, he, mm, ugh, gross. He was a gross man. But, um, but what do you think, okay, and we'll talk about She-Hulk. We, we talked about the opening episode and stuff, and we'll, we'll talk about She-Hulk in a retrospective and everything. But do you think there's high-quality stuff coming out of uh, Disney right now? I when it comes to, I, I like She-Hulk. I um, I liked Thor: Love and Thunder. We'll get into that more. I liked Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I thoroughly enjoyed all the Spider-Man projects in Phase Four. I I, I liked all of the the series that came out last year. You know, um, Shang Chi was pretty good. The Eternals was a little disjointed. I think it's because they literally like had like eight or nine Eternals that then they like followed like three of them and then like crammed all the others in. So I mean they that, that I had, would give that, yeah. Not to mention the fact that they also had the Black Knight, which they were showing <laughs> and he disappears. To like a post-credit scene where that's when they decide they're going to drop the blade voice cameo. That I mean, seemed unnecessary. All of that, the the Black Knight reference, the I understand, but it just felt weird because first of all, whoever played Icarus, he was also in Game of Thrones. We had the two Game of Thrones guys. I, I don't I don't see your argument. It just, well, we had two Game of Thrones guys that looked very similar to each other. And then there was no development for Black Knight. Well, they were cousins, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was, no, there was no development for Black Knight in there. And no one knows who Black Knight is. No one. Did you know who the Eternals were? No. But that's why we needed to focus on the Eternals, not we Black Knight. <laughs> we didn't know who the Guardians were, so it is what it is. Well, yeah, and we focused on the Guardians. Uh, with a little cameo from Howard the Duck, which everyone knows who Howard the Duck is. Yeah, Seth Green. Exactly. 
exactly. Why you let them lick you like that? Gross. <laughs> disgusting. Was it gross or disgusting? Gross. I don't know. It was, it was gross, gross, right? Yeah. Because it was like it was like a very guttural. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's to hoping that we see more Howard the Duck in Guardians 3. So, all right. Well, let's focus on on Thor Love and Thunder. Things you liked, things you didn't, an overall impression. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you start? Okay. I... Oh, son of a gun. Okay. I was a little unimpressed with it. Here's why. I found it to be trying too hard to be too silly. You think it was, uh, you think they just kind of got carried away after this it was, success of Ragnarok? It was classic. We knew this worked. Let's ramp it up. And no one stepped back and went, maybe this is too much. And that's that happens. That's that's what happens in the creative process. Sometimes you just can't see the forest for the trees. Right. Like perfect example Two two examples that really stand out in my mind, because Taika Waititi is a wonderful drum uh, um, um, pathos writer. He is fantastic at 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 really tugging at the heartstrings. All I need to direct you to is Jojo Rabbit, where he plays Hitler, an imaginary Hitler, but Hitler nonetheless. That is a devastating story. Yes, I've heard I haven't seen it. I also love the fact that they have a non-white guy playing Hitler. Yeah, that's There's great, too. something so delicious about that. <laughs> there, There is something about that. And by the way, Taika... Didn't want to do it, but no actor was going to do it. <laughs> so he was like, I guess I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> so, you know, the, the things you do for your craft. So my point being, there are two incidents in Thor Love and Thunder that I'm like, this is way too much. Number one, when Thor pretends to give back the ship to the Guardians. Like, I'll lend you my ship. It has served me well. And I'm sitting there going, like, dude, no, this is stupid. I mean, I get it. It could have been done differently. Same exact joke. Maybe, but I think that's kind of part of the fun is, like, Thor just never really fit in with the Guardians. Although the the training montage narrated by Korg was pretty fun. (laughs) Yeah. No, that is true. With dead giant chains wearing a trucker yeah. hat. Like <laughs> it said strongest man. Avenger on it, by the way. Right. <laughs> no, and I get that and stuff. That was one thing. And then the other? The goat screams. We didn't need so many goat screams. Oh, my I God. I think we could have, yeah, and if you've watched the Honest trailers, they kind of rake them over the coals about that one. Oh, they did. Oh, they did. <laughs> oh, my God. My phone is just completely blowing up right now. Oh, shh, Nikes. Okay. Um, wow. And when... Uh, 
the, a, a thread about popcorn boothing. <laughs> so anyway, and then when you like something, that adds a whole a other thing. A thread. a thread. So yeah, we could have done a lot without the the goats. I mean, you half the take away half the 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 screams would have been just as effective, if not more. I think you're right. If they cut it in half, I think it was over. Maybe even t- take out two thirds. It still would have worked really well. But um, here's what I did like. I liked Jane. I thought I would find her annoying as shit like she was. She was fantastic. Um, I liked the idea that that she was dealing with stage four cancer. Um, It made her human. I didn't know that. Um, But yes, I, I later found that out. I, I, I think it's interesting that even in a world filled with gods, cancer could still be a thing. Not that I mm-hmm. like cancer. I don't. But I, I think it, it, it adds and humanity. You're right. You know? Um, and uh, I liked the idea that Mjolnir was at first stopping the cancer, but then it was making it worse. I thought that was an interesting twist as well. Yeah. Natalie Portman also sold both sides of it very well. She did. I, I And th- that goes to show how bad the writing was for her in The Dark World. Not so much the first Thor. I think she was okay in the first Thor. But I found her annoying as hell in The Dark World. Um, yeah, they didn't do a good job with her. I bet you Patty, um, uh, Patty Jenkins would have done a better job on it. But again... They they drove out Patty Jenkins. They drove out Edgar Wright. Although I I like Peyton Reed's Ant Man, but Edgar Wright does good work, right? Yeah, I mean it's the directors that want to be too original. Like they want to just get away from the entire pastiche. And I understand. Well, but turn Thor on its ear. And he did. They turned the stuffy space spoiled brat into <clears throat> epic, heartwarming, and hilarious. Yes. <clears throat> now, I, I, I will credit Joss Whedon, the man who shall not be named, with actually writing a good Thor for the first oh. time. Josh Whedon. That's how we get, away, get around it. Josh. Josh, yeah. The, this guy named Josh Whedon, yes. Jo- Josh um, Wheeler. <laughs> Yeah, I credit I credit him for actually showing us a delightful side of Thor in Avengers. Um, And uh, and we got to, you know, and Taika saw that and was able to just take it to the next level. Um, This I just felt he was too unbridled. He was he he went full Taika. He never go full Taika. Um, <laughs> now, does it make it a bad movie? No, I liked the idea of the God Killer. I loved seeing. I, of I mean, you first, you're from the godless state of California. I am, and they want to keep it that way. <laughs> In fact, they want to spread it around. Um, but what I really did love, I loved the origin of him. It was devastating to see him carrying his daughter through that oh, wasteland. That was- Harsh, dude. It was oh, it was, that, and that's that's that classic might, Taika. That might have been the, and there's been some pretty rough scenes, but 
Hey, what did I say? This has been the big trend in sci-fi. They got to kill the kid. Yeah. They've been no, killing you're right. the kid a lot. Or, or at least brutalizing the kid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that trend, by the way. I, I mean, that, oh. that, 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 that's going... That's going a direction we don't want to go down. <laughs> Under, I understand stakes, and when, there are no higher stakes than protecting a child, um, universally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh my god, I don't know. When you become a parent, I've I've tried to describe this to people who haven't had children. Your brain chemistry just changes. Like you, you are physically changed, even as a male who you know is not going through the birthing process. There are hormones or pheromones that are being emitted that physically change you mentally in your brain. Something's rewired, and you just can't handle the same things that you used to because you have that child. I had this meatball I was serving with. I thought I was a decent dude until I got a chance to know him. I was like, oh, my God, this is a terrible person. Oh no! Working together in Iraq, <laughs> he was—he was already. Not only was he already trying to undermine me. Oh uh, God! Man, um, did he, he report to you to, or same rank? He was going to replace me. Oh Christ! No, well, I mean, it happens. I mean, he. Yeah. He was scheduled to replace me, so he, typically we'd try to have the the incoming guy work with the with the outgoing guy person, excuse me, uh, to, you know, get somebody up to speed on what's going on with that element and so on and so forth. It's the preferred method. But this guy, when he was on staff, I thought he was pretty good. We talked, you know, got along. Just be, he showed his true colors when he came out to my base and decided he was going to, like, start trying to change things while I was still on command and start trying to yeah. call himself by... The, the position's call sign, which he hadn't assumed yet. So I kind of gave him some shit about it one day, and he was like, all like, oh, whatever. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Really? Like, it just was, <laughs> Jesus. Total dirtbag. Narcissistic dirtbag. Yeah. So we were watching watching TV, and this was 2011. So they were doing the, what was it, the Casey or K, the Kaylee Anthony, Casey Anthony thing. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and it was we had the news on, you know, we had a with the AFN, the Armed Forces Network TV was running, and uh, they were doing news clips, and he's like, "Man, she's kind of hot, isn't she?" I'm like the mother, Casey Anthony. Yeah. Oh like, God. Dude. dude, she's. If nothing else, she's at least negligent in the in the death and disappearance and death of her child. A two-year-old. There is nothing attractive about that. No. And he kind of looked at me like, oh, I guess I should probably say you're right on that. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah. Physically appealing-looking woman, I guess, but there wasn't all that. No way, man. No, there's there's an ugliness in that soul. That, that you can see like that just ugh. I'm assuming he was not married or had children I mean he could be he married, married and still be the same dirtbag I really hope he does not reproduce because while he was smart and capable he was a narcissistic 
Oh boy. Come back. And we don't need. Yeah. To no, we don't. Oh boy. Sure you know who you are, you dirtbag. <laughs> I'm sure he treated his wife just as graciously too. No, she was apparently narcissistic too, according to my wife. Oh, interesting. Like goes to like. That means that'll never last. That'll never last. <laughs> Did somebody say murder suicide? Yeah, I mean there there would be some violence at that level. I mean, I, I don't I don't wish it, but no, that's just that's just an op. You know, that's just nature. Like, good lord. Anyway, getting back to happier things. Um, I I speaking of children. Um, so I love I love the idea of the origin of the God Killer. Um, well, if you're gonna what have was his name, story, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, what was his name? Gore. Gore, yes, Gore. Um, Environmental killer. <laughs> that would have been so funny. That would have been good. With the kind of god that he killed and everything. That was awesome. Um, well, you know, random swords appearing out of the ground is not a sustainable form of government. No, 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 they're not. Um, I did find it interesting. He, he, and, and you got to say this, like as a parent, you would have sold your soul for the vengeance of your child as well. I would have, I would have done the same exact thing. I don't need to sell it. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. Vengeance well, that's a, would be mine. Yeah. I mean, don't run, that is I'm, not even I'm, up for debate. I'm a qualified, I'm a qualified marksman with the United States Army. <laughs> You're only gonna hit the ground harder. <laughs> I'm just saying, keep it under a half. You don't get any further than a half mile ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be straight and true, my friends. <laughs> I'm sorry, quarter of a mile. Quarter of a mile, but you're selling yourself short. Mm. But um, no, that's probably pretty accurate. I don't have a sniper rifle. Ah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I thought it was I thought it was very well done that the origin of this bad guy, whom I want more of. Did he die at the end? I forget. He did. He did. He died. That sucks. That he shouldn't have died. He died so that others may live. That's true. He did like repent or what? What is the term? Well, where he redeemed himself to the end, he, yeah. he could make a wish when he got to the whatever nexus point there at the center of the, the universe or whatever it was, the thing they were all trying to keep him from. So if he got in there and he would, it's like kind of Thanos, I could, uh, you know, he was going to kill the, all the gods that way. But seeing Jane's commitment, Thor together. And Thor eventually gave up. He's like, I don't care. Do what you want. I'm going to spend my last, you know, moments with her as Jane is dying. And he's like, why? He's like, because I love her. And Jane, in her dying words, is basically, he's like, you know, what did you love? And he's basically at the, you know, Thor and Jane convince him to 
make the right choice and what he does is with his wish is he dies but his daughter comes back to life and that's right that of course is chris hemsworth's daughter actually yeah i didn't know that that's cool all of his kids were in the movie most i think natalie portman christian bale and uh chris hemsworth all had their kids there and i believe they all were in the movie somewhere remember there was an entire as you know all the asgardian children <laughs> that's true that's true and they had to get the kids from somewhere because you know COVID protocols um because they were filming this in 2001 the middle of 2001 um i'm sorry 2021 my my bad wow wow um natalie portman told a funny story where all the kids in the production were going to the same school Yes, yeah, that's where she <laughs> would see Chris, and they would like catch up. Or, or she would stand there, and no one would notice her, but they all noticed him. All the parents, <laughs> which I, I thought was funny. Uh, well, I mean, she's a normal sized person. In fact, yeah, that's exactly it. She's a very petite woman. I mean, she's extremely beautiful and. It wouldn't be unrecognizable, but I don't know. I mean, just he's like six three and fit, so he kind of stands out of a crowd anyway. I mean, I'm sure if she rolled up in a baseball cap and a hoodie, she would be able to blend in easier than him. Yes, no, that's exactly it. Throw on a, a baseball cap and some sunglasses, we're good to go. Um, sorry, uh, dead air. Yeah. Um, so dead soul, it's all there. And let's talk about stakes here because Mm. the children of Asgard were taken. More of a prime rib guy. Ah, not not much of us. I like a New York strip and I like a filet mignon, but if you're going to get me something, I want a prime rib. I'm not a big fan of eating something with the bone in it. I'm not saying get a T-bone. You don't have to get a prime rib with a bone in it. Hmm. This is true. It's just a different kind of meat. I would prefer the the more... Ribeye? No, I I would prefer the subtle subtle delicacy of a filet. Or or, or a New York strip. Oh, yeah. On a 500-degree plate. A little bit of blue cheese melting on top of it. Oh. Butter. That's a nice little layer of butter. Yeah, butter. Butter on top with cheese with a little layer of blue cheese. Potatoes. Oh, my goodness. And a, and a big baked potato. Twice baked potato next to it. That's not bad. That's I good. Mashed potatoes, though. Mashed potatoes will work. Rushes mashed potatoes. All right, side note. Have you ever eaten at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse? I have not. I've eaten at Morton's and Fleming's. Fleming, Paul Fleming was the guy, he was like the main chef of Ruth's Chris. And then when he yes. left, he started his own business, P.F. Chang's. And then he was able, after like his whatever non-compete for like so many years, then he opened up Fleming's. So something on par, I would say. But not, I have not been to a Ruth's Chris. Um, they had the greatest au gratin potatoes. And then, and then 
the pandemic happened. And they had these great shoestring shoestring fries that were awesome. Got rid of those. Got rid of the oh gratin. It's now just a potato casserole. Not even mashed potatoes. Yeah, it's cubed potato casserole. Not the same. That sounds like a sin against steak. And I put a curse on Ruth Chris for that until they now, bring the true... <laughs> Don't get me wrong, their steak is still fantastic. It's phenomenal. Um, but I mean, come on. Come on. We need the we need the potatoes, man. The proper potatoes. Said Thor. <laughs> I want another. <laughs> um The stealing of the Asgardian children. I also found to be devastating. And also classic Taika. Well, yes. Without the kids, man. Mm-hmm. The kids, unless you're going to show up as IG-11 and, and beat these dudes down. Lay off the kids. There, There is a certain, there is a certain child trauma. No, that's right. Yeah. Oh, Schneikes, you're right. But he wasn't huh. like that. He didn't write it, but... I uh, I don't like this trend of, of children in peril in Hollywood. I don't like it at all. I get it, but I don't like it. So this movie sucks now. <laughs> I kind of like the, Heim, the, the Heimdall connection, though. Oh, yeah, Heimdall's son, right? Axel. Axel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting that we never knew Heimdall had a child or family. I mean, Heimdall was an upstanding individual. I always felt that he was like the most powerful of the gods, even though he was not technically a god. You know, with his ability to to conjure the dark magic and to see everything in the universe. Uh, he he made the Warriors three look like straight punks. Oh yeah. He was able to hold off Hella. Who? Hella. No, Heimdall, like, remember, he got fired by Loki. Right. But he was able to hold off and save Asgardians from Hella. Right. Yeah. He did it. He did it surreptitiously. He did it in in, railroad. Yeah. Yeah. But he he had the smarts and he had the technical know how to be able to do it. Um, I, I always felt that he was m- the more special of all the Asgardians. Um, sight, remember? Yeah. So I'm glad to see that we have Heimdall's son, Axel. Uh, I just felt that it it just felt shoehorned in. I I don't, especially when you see the end credit. Oh, I forgot the end credit. I saw it two weeks ago, too. Uh, what was the end credit? And Jane Foster arrives in Valhalla. Oh, yeah. Heimdall, and he, he's, he thanks her for helping rescue his son. And he's like, you know, come with me, you're home, and stuff like that. It was kind of a nice coda for, for Idris Elba as Heimdall, who really only had, like, one movie where he was fairly involved. Awesome. Yeah, it was great in, in Ragnarok. Although, oh, it was all the Asgardians out behind Loki. He's the one with the 
the most appearances after Loki and Thor. Because remember, Thor had a vision of him in Age of Ultron. Yes. He died in Infinity War. Yeah, that's true. We didn't see him in Endgame. Nope. Interesting. You would have think that Heimdall would have seen him, by the way. Seen who? Thick Thor. <laughs> although, although he probably was fighting the Dark Elves at that time, so... <laughs> And running after the cloaked ship that was slowly, you know, creaking along the rainbow bridge. So. But. uh, Yeah, you know, it's such a it's 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 Taika. He is. He is. His movies are extremes in storytelling, extremely funny, irreverent and silly, but also. You get whiplash for the very serious, dire moments. Um, yeah, you know, and really? these are serious moments, you know, yeah. So, what did you like? I mean, I, I've been talking about this the whole time. What, what, what were things that stood out for you? Well, for me, I mean, just the fact that we have Thor back was huge. I mean, there's nothing I love more than. You know, some good Hemsworth uh, in the MCU. He's, he's excellent. But, you know, after seeing Captain America retire and both Iron Man and Black Widow die, of course, we know as long as Universal has rights to Hulk movies, that Mark Ruffalo is relegated to guest star and sidekick and whatnot. It's kind of nice to see one of the main Avengers, we, we have one of the named ones still out there kicking ass, being Thor. You know? But you're also seeing a trend in phase four of some of these people now having... Being replaced. Or, well, yeah, mentoring, at least so. Clint yeah. mentoring Kate Bishop. I mean, uh, you've got Falcon taking over as Captain America, but they've just confirmed for Captain America 4 uh, that uh, Lieutenant Torres, I think it was, was it Joaquin Torres, or that the the Hispanic Air Force officer who Oh yeah going to become the new Falcon. I liked him a lot. He was good. I thought he was great. I liked him. No, agreed. Um uh, so you, and then but don't forget though, they also hinted at uh Isaiah Bradley's grandson who became a, a superhero as well. He was in that movie, so. Or that TV show, I should say. <clears throat> so. He was, yeah. Um, you're right. It, it is a phase four. 
it is a phase four of replacements and stuff. And God help us if we lose Nick Fury. Because I don't know. I don't want to live in a world, an MCU, without Nick Fury. Here's how that works. If in Secret Invasion, Nick Fury really dies, I guess we just have to make Maria Hill the new Nick Fury. Or we bring in uh, David uh, Hasselhoff. Uh, no. No, we've already brought in David Hasselhoff. Hey. <laughs> I can't remember if it was like a commercial for the Goldbergs or something. He's he looks awful. Does he? Yeah, like I don't know if it was like bad Botox or something. It's like plasticky looking. So. Oh no. Hoff, don't do it to us, man. Oh man, he looked good in Guardians, uh, but that was. That was five years ago. So <laughs> six years ago when it was filmed. Oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah. So I mean, uh, when you think about it, there's that trend, and we've kind of skipped all over with Thor: Love and Thunder. But after Thor gets his groove back and gets back into shape, and he departs with uh, departs. The Guardians, because mm-hmm. they, they kind of need to part ways anyway. And uh, Thor, because that's, I, I think Thor has started to find out about dead gods. That's what it was. So he goes really? on his quest, of course. Yeah. But, um, you know, at the, towards the end of, of Thor, you get him out there because Thor's adopted Gore's daughter. And I don't know, I didn't know she had superpowers, but apparently she does now. <laughs> She's out there like it's a fun way to kind of end it. I like it. I mean and it's fine we're we're never we're probably never gonna see her again in in the MCU. Um which is okay. I honestly thought I would hate Lady Thor. I really did. But I actually found it her very endearing. Uh, Which, by the way, I go into these movies with an open mind. I will have some preconceived notions, but I am more than willing to admit when I am delighted by the by the product. All right, so here's the question. What did you think about, what was it, Eterni- the Eternal City or... Where, where Zeus was. And what did you think of Russell Crowe's Zeus? You know what? He was exactly what Zeus was. I I, I think it was a very faithful. <laughs> I think it was a very faithful interpretation of the narcissist that is Zeus. In he was a like, little cartoonish at times, though. Yes, they made it a little cartoony, but the narcissism and the hedonism. That was all there. That and that is Zeus. I always felt I always felt the idea of the Greek gods. The the people who worshipped them were more hostages to the whims of their gods. Oh yeah. Because because they were horrifically flawed, as opposed to what you're seeing in modern theology now. You know. 
And it, it, I always found the gods, the Greek gods in particular, just scary. Because there was nothing that you could do to stop them. Except Hercules. You know, Hercules was a champion of the people. You know, <clears throat> did we see Hercules in there or no? I think we that did. Was, that was one of the end credits. That was uh, like the mid credit scene, I think. Yeah, yeah. The mid credit um, scene was, oh, holy shit, Zeus is alive. <laughs> I take his own lightning bolt through like the right? sternum. <laughs> he's plotting his revenge. He's like, and you will exact my vengeance, my son. And it's some dude I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And Hercules. They also had some of the Celtic gods there, or at least one of them. Did you catch that? Isn't there a leprechaun in there? There might have been. But there was a Celtic god there, which I, I thought was interesting that they did. Because they, they did reference the Celtic gods in... Um, oh, shoot. Oh, um, the, the, gauntlet, uh, the the Gauntlet Wars. Uh, when... when um, Oh my God! What's his name? The purple dude, Thanos. Thanos when he got when he got the the all the the Infinity Gems in the comics. So they actually had a scene where there were the Celtic gods banding together with other gods of legend. So I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting that all the gods were just hiding out rather than fulfilling their duties <laughs> um, because they were scared. bosses man all the way up in the ivory tower yeah i mean it really was um so i i hate the idea again of your gods being so narcissistic and and self-serving that they just and that's the point of gore the god killer right he's trying to teach them a lesson because they're they're more hurtful than helpful to life um and did any of them learn a lesson? I mean, Zeus got a humbling, but did he learn a lesson? <laughs> no, he didn't get no. a humbling. He just got vengeful because he 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 was hoisted on his own petard. Right. <laughs> so, and then um, and then there was the there was the scene where it just felt gratuitous that they where Zeus took off all of Thor's clothes by accident. I, I felt... Go ahead. I mean, I felt it was gratuitous. God, Chris Hemsworth put all that work in. No, trust me, I would walk down the street if I looked like that. I would, I, I, I would hang on all day outside. But <laughs> if I looked like that, who could arrest me? I mean, you'd have to you'd have to be congratulated. <laughs> but I just felt if the if the roles were reversed and that was Jane having her clothes flicked away like that, completely different kind of scene. Wouldn't that have been if uh, Brett Radner was producing it? Uh, yeah, it would have. It would have, and then there would have been That's outrage right. about it. You know. <laughs> uh, but not Brian Singer. Um, 
Hey, look, just be glad it wasn't <laughs> Roman Polanski. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a line, sir. You crossed a line. <laughs> oh. I'm not saying you did. Uh, I'm not saying you did. Um, it just felt gratuitous. Uh, gratuitous, yes. I almost think it might have been Taika's uh, way of making fun of the fact that they basically try to get Thor shirtless in like all the other Thor movies. D- yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Do you think it was a commentary? Might have been. Yeah. It was absurd. It was, it was well, most of the movie was absurd. So a little and that's the problem. It was a little too absurd, but uh he's a beautiful weirdo. <laughs> I don't get me wrong, cinema needs Taika. We need a voice like that. We need a we need a mind. We need a mind like his. We need a mind like Quentin Tarantino's. His, he's he's going full bore because he realizes that people have started to pull up the clips of him in the Green Lantern movie. He's in the Green Lantern movie? He is in the Green Lantern movie. I saw that movie exactly once. <laughs> I forgot that he worked with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, back then I, I know they worked together in free guy which that's a great movie by the way did he direct free guy no he just he started it and then they did the korg deadpool crossover talking about the trailer for free guy i thought you said you didn't like free guy i loved free guy no i thought it was great i liked it a lot there were some issues with it but no overall i thought it was an enjoyably redundant film. <laughs> it was a. It, I mean, nothing. Nothing was revolutionary about it, and that's okay. That's okay. I want to be clear. But you know, I, I found it fun. Found it fun. Yeah. So you know, Thor, of course, goes questing. He has. He goes back to Asgard for the first time in a couple of years and finds out that it's become a huge tourist attraction cruise ships come in new asgard new asgard yes yeah and find that like valkyrie's hawking old spice at his opening (laughs) infinity cones oh my god the infinity wars uh inspired ice cream cones i mean yeah they had the flying boat rides that's where they attach the goats to (laughs) <laughs> i did i did think it was interesting that new asgard is just this this tourist attraction which it couldn't go any other way right i mean that's that's the way it would have gone especially with everyone back from the blip and society's calmed down and <laughs> they had a great line they killed half our soldiers half our soldiers are always getting killed yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's true. Had the callback of Luke Hemsworth and, and Matt Damon back and Sam. Neill. Yeah, Sam Neill. Yep. They had who was it? it was Melissa McCarthy playing Hella. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. She was good. Um, 
yeah, again, a lot of enjoyable moments. It just some of it just went too far or too much. Or both. I don't know how you, you know, I don't know. How would you how would you grade this movie? B plus. B plus. B to B plus. Yeah, you know what? I'm right there with you on it. I, I, I We got a solid agreement on this movie, don't we? Interesting. It was, it was uh it was fun. I enjoyed it after the after the struggle I went through just to see the movie. <laughs> I see the movie. I always didn't feel like, well, that was a waste of money. Right. Well, so, if you walked out of the theater happy, I mean, and I wouldn't have walked out of the theater disappointed. I wouldn't have. I would have been fine. Natalie Portman really sold the terminally ill Jane, the the woman who is fighting, you know, is is fighting purely because like this, the only way she can live, and like I got to do something significant with my life, and she bulked up. She looked great. I mean, like she didn't look like when they asked her to bulk up. She looked good, fit. She looked tight. <laughs> She looked, in the words of Alan Tudyk, tightened up in in from from uh, knocked up. <laughs> Just keep it tightened up. <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought she did a good job. I mean, I think at times Valkyrie got a little underserved, but how so? Well, like she gets. Waylaid after the first mission to the yeah. negative world, and then she's not there at the end fight. Okay, no, you're right. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I would agree with you on that. I was glad to see Jamie Alexander back. I would have liked to have seen a little more from Sif. I I wanted more of Sif too. We saw her briefly, didn't we? Like the was yeah. that the beginning, wasn't it? Well, when Thor's on his quest to find out yeah. what's happening to the gods, and he finds Sif with her detachment all dead and her missing an arm, and she's like, oh, just time to let me go, and I can go to Valhalla, and Thor's like, well, you've survived the battle, so I don't think... Your you arm's in Valhalla. <laughs> but you won't. I didn't even recognize her. I knew it was her. But why did they have to put a helmet on and basically hide her face? She never wore a helmet before. Maybe it's because helmets are good in combat and you don't need to have... Oh, look at you, all Mr. Practical Battle Experience over here. Sexist and want to look at the beautiful woman instead of having her head protected in combat. I am a fan of her. She wasn't in combat at the time that she was on screen, sir. Maybe she lost her helmet in combat. <laughs> Look, uh, the most time she got was in the two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. she was on. That's true. The two episodes. Oh, gosh. Actually, that's the good, that's the best jumping in point for the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because then it just starts to jump right into Hydra. And then Captain America, Winter Soldier. 
it was a good tie-in. It was probably one of the best tie-ins from the TV shows ever. But you also had to watch the movie that weekend it came out. <laughs> In season two, I, I I was following it online and or uh, you know like through I think it was iTunes, and I stopped when I was like, oh. They're tying this directly into Age of Ultron. I guess I better stop until I can get the bootleg DVD. Yeah, yeah. They didn't tie it in as much as they should have. That was when they were just starting to go their separate ways at that point. But yeah. Well, what what they showed was Project that, Theta. <laughs> well, yeah, is that they were working in the background. They got the uh, they got the helicopter or the helicarrier re. Uh, refurbished and ready to rock for Nick Fury mm-hmm. and then they're the ones who actually found Loki Scepter and retreat um, or found the location of Loki Scepter that was the last big mission before they went to before Age of Ultron yeah that's right found out where the Scepter was he calls Maria Hill who turns the Avengers loose on it and Dr. List was in a lot of episodes who was in a few episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah Right, and but he had a small cameo at the beginning. He was cheap. Yeah. (laughs) But then, but we saw Strucker, and Strucker was like the name that they were hunting in Agents of Shield season two, and they were hunting him. And List was the 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 underling for Strucker, And, and. the agents couldn't pull it off. They had to have the Avengers do it. And even then, they captured Strucker and Ultron kills him. Well, I mean, did you really want a Hydra guy running around loose? I mean, Ultron at least did them that favor. No, this is true. This is true. This is true. Anyway, so- getting back to uh, Thor. Uh, it was good. I mean, it was. I'd probably have to make it of the four Thor movies. It was two. Maybe. It was easily everything was better than the Dark World, which for the mostly <laughs> just blah. Uh, I mean, I I enjoyed it the first time, but then after as I. I was like, you know what? This could have been a lot better. It was still too stiff. You know, it was it was Iron Man three and Thor: The Dark World that suffered from a post Avengers uh, headache. Well, that's because after everybody saw the Avengers together, when they all went their separate ways, it was like, eh, what's the point? <laughs> that's why having Widow at least in Winter Soldier as like the second lead was a good move. Yeah, and Nick Fury being there. I mean, we saw Shield. We saw Shield actively working, and right. and Captain America was an agent of Shield. Um, that was good. We saw movement. We saw things going forward as opposed to trying to reset. Which yeah. plus it, it was a, it was a great it was a great movie. Well paced, good plot, great acting. Uh, probably the second or third best of out of all the. No, hold on. Standalone movies? Huh? Of the standalone movies, it's clearly one of the best of the standalones. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I'd put Guardians first, then Winter Soldier second. But that's Same me. Here. Yeah. Because Guardians, I walked out with a smile. Iron Man 1 was 
really good too. Cap, wait, what? Captain America won. Well, I really enjoyed it, but Iron Man. Oh yeah. Won. Oh, Iron Man was great. Yeah, the first one. I, I, you know what? With the problem with Iron Man one was, I remember all the hype about it and people saying this is a game changing comic book movie, and I didn't see it in the theater. But I got the, I bought the DVD, and I saw it, and I turned to my wife at the end, and I go, I don't understand why this was so revolutionary. It was a good movie, but I don't understand why it is, like, hyped so much. It's really the Nick Fury cameo at the end, dude. Well, that was the problem. I cut it off. I stopped the DVD before I got to the... <laughs> The post credit scene. So did I. I didn't realize they were doing it. I just, somebody's like, oh, this. I'm like, what? Really? And then somebody's like, yeah. Wait, does Tony Stark show up in The Incredible Hulk? Is that Robert Downey Jr.? And then you start realizing, are they? They're putting something together. Wait, that's the little nerdy agent dude from <laughs> Iron Man 1. And he's in Iron Man 2. And then he's in, he's in Thor? He's in Thor. Oh my God, is that Hawkeye? I didn't even know what a Hawkeye was. Is that Phil Coulson? <laughs> yup. No, you're right, and they they did it sneakily, and it wasn't. Uh, but you you could feel the build up. You definitely could feel the build up, and that was fun. Um, you know, again, yeah. I mean, not to not to sound like a broken record or anything. I think B, B-plus is a good grade to give this film. I'll rewatch it. It'll be a rewatchable movie, just like Ragnarok. Um, it just won't be as rewatchable to me. Oh, I, you know, I, I think I do want to rewatch it. I feel like I need to rewatch the entire third act. I mean... It was, it was good. All right, I'm not going to say it wasn't. At times, was it quite as tight as Ragnarok? No. But there's a lot of rumors floating around that Thor 5 is being re uh, greenlit. You know what? Uh, I'm on board for that. Well, yeah, because I do find a certain reassurance and having an OG Avenger still out there along with Hulk. Because again, I mean, Captain America gone, Iron Man gone, uh, and Black Widow gone. The three of the OGs gone. And I said OG for the third time. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't be allowed to say that. I'm not allowed to say that term. I don't know why I did it. I'm sorry, everyone. Well, <laughs> I mean, you you get you get a standout performance from Natalie Portman. You really do. It's it's excellent. Yeah, she is pretty great. And, and, and at times a little silly, but that's mostly her interactions with Thor. And yeah, the kid, she ruined the book of during her chemo. Yeah. <laughs> she was going through chemo and someone was reading her book you would act the same way <laughs> you'd try to explain your theory just as just as suddenly too 
here's what I've we talked about phase four, but here's what I have like they've brought back a lot of people who had disappeared in like phase three. Like Darcy comes back. She was somewhat important to WandaVision. This one was really more just a glorified cameo, but you have the leader going to be main villain. Tim Blake Nelson is coming back from the Incredible Hulk to be the main villain of Captain America New World Order. Uh, yeah, no, yes. Yes, uh, the, the, what, what is he called? The leader. The leader, yeah, Samuel Stearns, the leader. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Blue. <laughs> Which is good. They're doing they're doing a lot more callbacks to original characters and stuff, which I like, uh, or to to older characters. Hmm. Which it always felt weird that the leader was just kind of left hanging out there. Well, that entire movie was left hanging out there. Yeah, <laughs> Blonsky's back. Thunderbolt Ross was the first to really come back, and now Blonsky's back. Blonsky's back and I mean they did a, they basically retold the whole story in a what if episode yeah with Mark Buffalo yeah exactly so I mean that movie definitely is there it exists it's the only one I don't own that is not in the fourth phase I, I don't own any of the phase four movies well I don't think that and Spider-Man Oh, I do own Spider-Man Far oh, From uh, No Way Home. Ones that you can't get on Disney Plus. Yes. And um, I didn't want to buy The Incredible Hulk because it wasn't that great anyway. <laughs> it was okay. It was good. But wasn't one that I want to sit there and rewatch, you know? Well, I get that. I get that. You know, but I could rewatch Thor 4. I could. Um, no, I can I, too. Yeah, I, I'd definitely like to rewatch the the scene in *All the Gods* to see if I could pick some out a little bit better. They say that like the Panther God Bast is in there, and from like. Black oh, I think Panther. they even said it. Maybe. I think there is. A Jesus was there. supposed to be there, by the way. I heard, but he was. They busy. cut it out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it was almost Easter, and he's. Kind of big around then, and so. Oh, is that what how is happening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, you could also say blasphemous, but that's fine. <laughs> GF Bridges. Oh my God. His second role in the MCU. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first one. Well, we've established that the Big Lebowski does exist in the MCU. That is so, <laughs> so. Another way, Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> I, heard a, I heard a video say that when Tony calls him that, it's like it's like with the least malice. Like Tony kind of, you know, because he gives everybody nicknames, but like Bodie's just wrecking him. Brody yeah. was a big hole in Endgame. Like when he lands in front of Scott, knocks over his tacos. What's up, regular man? Yeah. 
I think he's dead. Do you know what's running through me? Cheese whiz. I mean, he just. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. I like. Yeah. No, I, I, I pick up what you're selling. Here, with with Hemsworth performance, it's good to see that he's trying to do things like he was trying to do meditation. Because Thor carried so much guilt after Infinity War that he still had to work through all of that post-Endgame. Yes. I thought it was a very good story arc. I mean, he was dealing with... I mean, he basically had a, a trilogy outside of his trilogy through Infinity War and Endgame. Um, and... It was it was Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame, where we saw that arc, and it was amazing. It's not something that you would normally see. In Thor one, he thinks he loses his brother. Yep. Thor two, he definitely loses his mother. Thor three, he loses his father, loses his hammer, loses his planet. And his best friends. Yep. Or three of his close friends. Then in Infinity War, he loses both his brother and his remaining best friend. And then in Infinity War, he loses two of his close Avenger, you know, two of his Avenger friends. In Endgame, yeah. Mm hmm. It's just a fucking train wreck from. <laughs> I wonder why he melted down and fucking went into hiding. Yeah, and 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 tried to go find himself with the Guardians. Yeah. As Guardians of the Galaxy. So that was a good line. It, it, it almost seemed like he Thor was going on a walkabout with them. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. And it was it was nice to see the the uh, the Guardians, by the way. I liked that. What is with Quill's sideburns? They're getting more and more out of control. They are. His hair was getting more and more out of control. Uh, it's like he woke up, side of the bed, and just rolled out. It's like, yeah, this looks good. You know why? Because Gamora's not there. Gamora's not there to, to tell him. <laughs> Rain it in. Yeah. We do need to see more of Quill and Gamora. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's going to be interesting because I'm curious. Gamora pelvic sorcery. Is... Oh, jeez, and your pelvic sorcery. Such a great line. <laughs> She's like, no, no, Quill, you will not tempt me with your pelvic sorcery. I will not fall for your. Or, yeah, your, your, yeah, that's what it was. What's with your eidetic memory, dude? That's just one of the... I've seen this movie, like... Remember, you know, I, I've watched it a couple of times on DVD, but, you know, FX gets the rights to these Marvel movies for a while, and we're just... They run them, and sometimes they're just a remote drop. There's nothing on. <laughs> okay, I'll watch Guardians again. Of course I'll watch Guardians I... again. It's like anytime Winter Soldier's on, it's a remote drop. 
Yeah, and that's true. The same thing with guns uh, with um, Tombstone. Or... Ooh, Tombstone. Texas oh. Rangers, man. Twelve Angry Men. These are all remote drops for me. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, Big Lebowski. All right. <laughs> Anything by Mel Brooks. Yeah, it's true. Although I haven't seen Blazing Saddles. I know. Thor ought to come through and hit you with both Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. Yeah. I know. I know. Here, something that is a little weird with uh, with Love and Thunder is Thor's weird weapons issues. <laughs> Were Stormbreakers jealous? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was... I, 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 I'm okay with it, because the weapons were always thought to have like a mind of their own or, you know, some sort of, it was just interesting to see it play out that way. I didn't find that too absurd. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was Taika. Yeah, that's Taika. Yeah. And I was fine with that. And maybe Hemsworth. Definitely Hemsworth. Holy hell. <laughs> what? No, you're my weapon. That's just that's my old weapon. There's history there. It's okay. It's fine. Hey, 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 are we good? Yeah. <laughs> are we good? Don't they, both get, don't they both get pissed at him when he's like look eyeballing the lightning bolt? Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> but it's it's Zeus's lightning. It's Zeus's lightning. <laughs> go down one of these uh Phallic objects as instruments of uh, <laughs> of uh, male oppression, the way you did during uh, during our Briscoe podcast. Mm, remind me. Oh, you were obsessing about how at the very end. Oh, the rocket, the flipping rocket. Yeah. <laughs> this town of women, but they needed a man to say. It's the dude's fucking show, man. I know, but I'm, I still stand by it. It's an old, old western. And he comes in with riding this giant penis. I mean, come on. <laughs> he did not come in riding the giant penis. He was carried by the giant penis. But the giant penis belonged to the man with the giantest brain. Yes. Still a man. Saving this town of women. That had Denise Crosby in it. And the Shanky Sisters. <laughs> the Shanky Sisters. I need to rewatch that episode. <laughs> series because there's episodes that were great that you didn't watch during my... Yeah, I just need to buy the whole season. Payday came today, so I could probably do that. <laughs> well, now that I still have it on DVD, but the only place I can watch it is like in our bedroom and... I don't know if I just want to, like, in the middle of the afternoon, just crawl into bed and watch Briscoe. No. Oh, Briscoe is a great show to watch on a, a cold, rainy day. With booze. With, well, I mean, I don't advocate for day drinking, a, a couple, but yeah, a, sure. A couple, of, a couple of beers while watching. <laughs> Briscoe does it. Definitely. <laughs>
You know who really should appear in a Taika Waititi MCU movie? Is Bruce oh God. Campbell. He would fit right in. He would. You're absolutely right. And the fact that we haven't had like a very decent Bruce Campbell character in the MCU irks me. I find it irksome. Yeah. I would have thought that he would be he would have been much more prominent in No Way Home. But of course, I'm sorry, in Doctor Strange. But alas, never say never with Bruce Campbell. I know. I know. I think that's how it should end it on. What do you think? Never say never with Bruce Campbell. Taika, four or five, bring on Bruce. Yeah, who would he play? Well, he's already played Santa Claus. So, I mean, if Hercules is going after Thor. Uh, he's, a, I mean, Santa Claus is a mutant in the MCU. In the comics, it would work. He could do <laughs> He could be the alternate Nick Fury. Bruce oh. with an eye patch. Oh. I, I'm sorry. I just started to drool for a second thinking about it. <laughs> we could tie it all the way. You could make the, Briscoe. You could, he could be Briscoe. Without saying he's Briscoe? <laughs> he could be Briscoe with the orb. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I think that was a Fox property. Huh? I think that was a Fox property, so they could do it. They could. They could and actually have him be brought into the future or something with the orb. It could happen. We are we live in an MCU that does time travel now. I gotta find this out now. Briscoe uh, Town and County. <laughs> I don't know if it was a uh, after this we gotta just like legendary time traveling bounty hunter, Briscoe County. Junior, <laughs> Zeus's son Hercules. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm sold. I am sold. All right, I can't figure it out. We'll figure it out. But um, anything else you want to add before we wrap things up? I mean, we got to end Michael it. Michael Wakiti plays Briscoe's new sidekick, the Earl of Sandwich. Then I'm. Oh good. my God. Oh. <laughs> There we are. And on that note, everyone, be sure to find us on Twitter at Those Sci-Fi Guys. You can email us at Those Sci-Fi Guys at gmail.com. Go to our website, www.thosescifiguys.com for uh, episode info. And until the next time, everyone, you guys keep dreaming. We'll keep working. So long, everybody. Hashtag Bruce and Thor 5. We gotta make that happen. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Do it, Tyga. Kevin, come on, bring on. <laughs> then I'll have Bruce with me.
Those Sci-Fi Guys is an independent broadcast by Alpha Site Productions, produced by DT Cavman and PS McKay. Music courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. For more information on upcoming episodes, follow PS McKay on Twitter at PS McKay, or go to thosesci-fi-guys.com for past episode information. 